0: We want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. Guys, responsible gambling is the only way and the right way to gamble. And the saying that me and Dave always have is to think about gambling as money that you could just light on fire or flush down a toilet. That's what you put on the games or in blackjack, poker, whatever. And the way to go about gambling is having a game plan. Guys, have a game plan, gamble responsibly. Go to haveagameplan.org to learn how to create the game plan that's right for you to gamble responsibly. Uh, You never want to be down on a bookie because that just everybody knows that's going to go down the wrong way. You don't want to be down a lot of money especially money that you need for rent and food and whatever else. So please gamble responsibly. All wagers that Dave and I may place uh, is done so with responsibility. And for legal reasons, this is not gambling advice. These are simply our favorite picks and plays of uh, today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. All right. After that, remember, responsible gambling is the right way to gamble. Let's get into today's episode of Faded Sports Pick'em. Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em. It's Feast Week, uh, Thanksgiving week, uh, coming at you Tuesday, November 23rd. And Feast Week is getting started with a huge game in college basketball tonight, Dave. And it was a crazy, crazy weekend uh, in football, especially Uh, in college. We obviously saw the, uh, I guess you can call it an upset, even though everybody was on Utah. But Utah over Oregon, that was a a big win and and just a, a crazy weekend in general as we head into the holiday week, Dave.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, so we saw big news just a, a few minutes ago. I forgot to talk about this before the show, but James Franklin signing a 10-year extension at Penn State, wow. which is like, I, I thought he was an elite. I really did, yeah. but he signed a 10-year, apparently it's a luxurious extension, money-wise. Wow. And so it's a massive contract. It's put in the bleach Report words. But that caught me by surprise a little bit. I didn't didn't see him staying there.
0: No, and I, I don't think anybody did. Honestly, Dave, I mean, this. He was basically being penciled in as as uh, one of the lead candidates uh, for the USC job. And, you know, you look at his stats here, he was 67 and 32 as the Penn State head coach, seven and four this year. And uh, he's, he's led Penn State to the Big Ten championship in 2016 and uh, bowl games in seven of his eight seasons there. Uh, so he has a, a great resume at Penn State, but it just hasn't felt enough to Penn State fans and what we thought was going to be the Penn State administration as well. And for really James Franklin himself, you know, it it felt like this was his opportunity to get out of Penn state. It seemed like he wanted out, you know, I think that's why the rumor mill was going so crazy is we had basically, you know, penciled him in as one of the uh, two or three guys that are going to be coaching the Trojans next year.
1: Yeah. That, or I mean, TCU, maybe Miami, maybe, but like, it it just didn't, didn't dawn on me that he would, you know, stay there, but not just stay there, but sign such a, such a long deal, like 10 years. They're willing to commit that to him. I mean, good for them, I guess, but I wasn't feeling the same way with it.
0: No, absolutely not. And the same day that a huge extension happens, we also had some firing news in the NFL and Jason Garrett is out as the New York giants, uh, offensive coordinator, uh a little shocking that it happened uh you know a little past the middle of the season less than 2 years in uh, uh into his job as the OC in New York but I'll tell you man that Giants offense is abysmal and I don't know if you can just put it on Daniel Jones uh because it 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 doesn't look like their their style of play fits what Daniel Jones skills and abilities are if that makes sense to me at least
1: yeah, no. I mean, it's it's it has been ugly, and obviously, there they're, they seem to be sticking with Daniel Jones at quarterback. So, uh, I guess at that point, you've got to put it on the play calling, and that's what they've they've chosen to do with this move, removing Jason Garrett from the offensive coordinator position. That'll be one to watch, see how it works out. I see Freddie Kitchens is taking over the play calling duties, which the last time I heard that name was as the the Browns' head coach. So. <laughs> That didn't go well, so we'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah, the Giants uh, have averaged 18.9 points per game this season. That's 25th in the NFL. Uh, and in 2020, Garrett's first season, the Giants were 31st in the NFL at 17.5 points per game. That is abysmal. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. Because of that, we're going to have to keep an eye on their team totals uh, in games the rest of the season because it may be a pretty good lock on the unders. Uh, It already looks like it is so far this year. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. And the uh, look, man, the other thing in the NFL, we had the report come out that uh, Thursday may be the last day that uh, Matt Nagy is uh, on the sidelines for the Bears. And he came out today and said that's not true and, and denied the report. But I'll tell you, man, Bears fans and Chicago fans in general deserve so much better than this. Uh, what they've gotten out of Matt Nagy, the fact that he's going back to Andy Dalton uh, for the Thursday game, Thanksgiving game. I mean, they, they deserve Chicago fans deserve so much better then Matt Nagy, what the bears and the Blackhawks are doing right now. The bulls are looking decent. We can get into them later, but for Chicago fans, I mean, they want this guy out and he deserves to be fired. Frankly, I'm shocked that he's still the coach, honestly.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a report that I saw earlier today and I was like, well, thank goodness for the bears. And then he comes comes out and disputes it and, I know that Justin Field's kind of banged up and they're thinking of protecting him for the future, maybe, but I mean it's and and you know, Andy Dalton didn't look abysmal in that game, but I mean he didn't look great either. So there's there's a lot going on in Chicago and not no part of it is really positive. So we'll see how they do against the Lions on Thanksgiving. <laughs> We'll see.
0: Uh, you hope that's a game that the Bears can win. But I, honestly, I'm going to be cheering for the Lions, man. It, it seems like every year they're just tortured on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, their fans having to watch that. I, I'll tell you, I, I'll, I, we'll, uh, we'll obviously get into the NFL lines a little later, but I'm going to look into the, uh, the Lions line a little bit. But obviously, before we get into that, Dave, we got to talk about Gonzaga-UCLA tonight the one versus two team matchup that I can't believe we're getting this early in the season. Uh, we had it last year with, I believe it was Baylor and Gonzaga. If I believe Dave and we talked that that uh, could be a, uh, a final four, if not national championship preview. And I believe we may have that tonight as well. Uh, Gonzaga and UCLA tipping off at 10 o'clock Eastern uh, in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Obviously, uh, Gonzaga averaging close to 80 points a game. UCLA's at 73.1. I mean, this is
1: a seven point favorite. Look at that.
0: (laughs) Seven point favorite tonight. Uh, Dave, let's get into this game. Uh, Excuse me, the points per game that. Uh, Gonzaga scoring 93, UCLA scoring 90. Uh, Correction on that. Gonzaga, seven point favorite, though, Dave. Are they seven points better? And I think that's really going to hang in the balance of Drew Timmy. Uh, and really, look on the other side, Johnny Juzang as well. I mean, those are obviously the players to watch tonight. If Timmy puts up another huge performance, uh, like he's been putting up uh, recently, uh, especially against Central Michigan. He went crazy. Uh, but I, Dave, I'm going to say, I think seven points may be too much. I think UCLA, obviously they're scoring this year, their last few games. Uh, they put up 75, 98, 186, 86, and 95. So they're scoring a lot of points uh against the spread this year gonzaga's three and two against the spread ucla's three and two as well uh both teams undefeated at five and oh and i i want to hear what you have to say about this game dave because uh i i feel like seven is just too much and we've seen early already that gonzaga has gotten huge spreads that they've only covered three out of the five uh three out of five games but what do you see here man
1: yeah, I mean both these teams haven't uh been stellar. Obviously, both of them have gotten huge spreads. Both of them are 3 and 2 against the spread. So it's kind of a it I mean it's it's 1 versus 2. This is this is what you expect um when you're seeing these two face off against each other. I mean, Gonzaga number 2 in the nation in points per game, number 11 in assists. So You expect that from a Mark Few coached basketball team. And then on the other side, I mean Obviously, I mean UCLA is is that team. When you look at them, they're ninth in points per game and 25th in assists per game. So I mean they're right there too. Um the loss of Cody Riley tonight is gonna be huge for UCLA. That's that's what it is for me. That's that's the deciding factor. He was gonna play an X factor type role tonight, I think, and he's not going to play for them. So I'm um, gonna have to lean towards Gonzaga in this matchup. I think Gonzaga is that team again? I think they're back ready to face off. I don't think they're gonna go undefeated this season. They've got an extremely tough non-conference schedule. and obviously this is the uh, the toughest one of them all when you're facing the number two team in the nation, but I don't think this is the game that they lose. I think this is the game. That they, that I think they could run away with it, Miles. I'm going to be honest with you really? here. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough pick. It really is. But yeah. I like the Zags in this one, and I like them to cover the seven-point spread in this game.
0: Well, Dave, uh, I mean, to, to agree with some of your points, you look at UCLA is averaging almost 10 more points against uh per game this year um and that's again with playing you know I mean Villanova is is a good one but you see some of these other games they're playing they're still allowing a lot of points and to a Gonzaga team that is going to be uh pretty much fully healthy going up against UCLA who as you mentioned is missing a key piece tonight uh a lot a lot is looking in Gonzaga's direction um but I look man we fell in love with this UCLA team, you know, early in March madness. And I still have that. I still have that same feeling for UCLA. Um, And I I love Johnny Juzang as a player. Anyways, I think he has the ability to completely take over a game and he is probably going to be in a position tonight where if they want a chance at winning this game, he's going to have to go crazy I'm still going to go, I guess, risky and take UCLA's uh, plus seven here. Um, But I I think you're absolutely right where if UCLA gets down early in the first half and, you know, if they're down 10 points, you know, seven, eight minutes into the game, Gonzaga could absolutely run away with this game. And because it's not a crazy 30-point spread or anything like we've seen earlier this year from Gonzaga, uh, they got a good chance of covering. Um, over/under set at 156, and I think that's about where it should be. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, I'm not going to take the over or under here, but I think Vegas got that right. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. Yeah,
1: you know, this is going to be a fun one to watch. We're not about it. I mean, when you look at these two, one versus two, this is going to be an incredible basketball game to just be a fan of and i really cannot wait to see the outcome of it there's a bunch of good games coming up i mean in the coming days there's a ton of great games especially you know tonight and tomorrow i mean right now we're recording and and houston is playing wisconsin and that's a great game too yeah um but there's there's a a ton of great games but i i agree with that i'm not going to touch the over under um but i i think I think the Gonzaga is going to walk away with this one.
0: And look, Gonzaga's got uh, a—they got a tough week ahead because they've got uh, Duke on Friday as well. So this is—I mean, we talked about it last episode. It's a pretty crazy schedule, non-conference schedule for Gonzaga. But they've needed to do that with all the noise around. You know, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody, and but you know what? They're still—you know—they're still close to the national championship every single year. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you look tomorrow we've got UConn and Auburn in the afternoon going down the list. Baylor and Arizona state could be a good game. Memphis and Virginia tech though, those are two undefeated teams, uh, going after it. And on Thanksgiving, um, we've got Alabama and Iona who are both undefeated at the moment. Uh, I mean, it's going to be fun. And then as we head into the weekend as well, but Dave, you had the opportunity this week of officially ranking, uh, the top 25 and this is the students, uh, top 25, correct. Explain a little bit about this list and then we're going to dive into it because I think you made really good picks here. Uh, and I want to share it with our audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the I'm a part of this thing called the student media poll, which is a poll done by student journalists ac- across the nation. I'm, I'm one of them here at Mississippi State University, and it's just another poll to get an opinion from people who are educated in sports. And it's, you know, done a lot of things. They've really been spot on. It releases right around the same time as the AP poll every week. Um and there's, there's obviously some differences because you're going to have that when you put together 50 or 60 people across the nation and you're, you've got all sorts of opinions, which will be fun to see. But yeah, those these tournaments this week are going to set up for some really, really cool matchups. And um, it's going to bring a ton of them. You mentioned that Alabama-Iona game. And I think that Alabama will will, will move through that one. They play the winner of Belmont and Drake. But if you look at the other side of this ESPN events invitational bracket, you've got Dayton playing Miami, which will be a fun one to watch, and then Kansas playing North Texas. And I would love to see a title game Sunday between Alabama and Kansas. I would love nothing more to see that. Yeah, um, that would be an insane matchup, and, and all, all everything points to that sh- should be happening, barring any crazy upset. But uh, I'm really excited for a lot of these games. There's a ton of incredible matchups, but you know, looking at at my top 10 here that I did for this kicked off with Gonzaga at number one. I think that's a pretty you know, self-explanatory yeah. thing there. There's people who believe that UCLA is the best team in the nation will have the opportunity tonight. And even in the AP poll, Purdue got one first-place vote, um, which as far as strength of schedule goes, they've, they've earned that one for sure. But I think it's it's hard not to look at this Gonzaga team and think that you know this is the best team in the nation, and I, I expect them to show it tonight. But we'll really we'll, we'll see that there. Um, moving on, number two, I, I've got Kansas at number two. Um, I, I'm not fully sold on this UCLA team. I'm just not. What I am fully sold on is this Kansas team. Now they they'll have this opportunity to play these really really tough matchups, and Kansas at number two is not a popular pick. But I love how deep this team is. They're my pick right now to win the title. Um, I think the Kansas Jayhawks have have the depth, have the shooters, they play inside out, they play really good defense. You know, they they've this looks like a Kansas team that is just Kansas. They they they're there, they're back, and here they are. And they they need not to be taken lightly. Um, obviously Kansas, I really want to see them play Alabama. Um, I would love to see it moving on. I've got UCLA at three, doesn't need much explanation there. Um, a lot of people have them higher than that. Uh, I just think when you look at Gonzaga and Kansas, I don't think UCLA is better than either of them. But obviously, like we've said, is going to have that opportunity tonight. Uh, moving on to number four, Duke. I am so excited to watch Duke play Gonzaga Friday. Like, I cannot yeah. stress that enough. Duke looked really, really good in their game against Kentucky. And obviously they haven't really played anyone since then, but that's how it is in the early part of the early part of the season. Um there's not a lot of people playing um really good people except for, you know, these these opening tournaments and they've got but uh, uh, I mean this Gonzaga, ton, yeah. Be, this Gonzaga game is going to be insane. They play Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. On Friday, and they turn around and they play Ohio State on Tuesday in, at Ohio State. So that's not a neutral side game. It's a road game for Duke. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. No doubt about it. I'm oh, really, yeah. really excited for that. Um, at number five, I have Purdue, which, I mean, Purdue has looked incredible early on. And I think you can agree with that one there. Purdue. Oh, yeah. I Well, I,
0: I said it, man. When when you first sent this to me, I'm like, I love that Purdue is getting love uh, by your poll, by the AP poll. I absolutely love this Purdue team. And if you look at the odds right now, uh, Purdue and Kansas share plus 1,200 odds to win the national championship. I don't mind putting a little on either of those. Duke at plus 1,400 as well. Uh, And you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Memphis I see is sitting at the sixth spot for you there right there at plus 1800 uh, Ohio state. You just mentioned as well, they're at plus 2000. So there's, there's a lot of good chances, Dave, uh, to make a little money on these futures, but uh, uh, to get back to what you were saying, I love that Purdue pick at, at number five.
1: Oh yeah. And this Memphis team is, is going to be fun to watch. I, I think that, um, they've got a bunch of talent, obviously. I mean, DJ Jeffries transferred out last year. He's playing for Mississippi state now, uh, which I have them number 24. They're not getting a whole lot of love in the polls, but, um, that might be a little biased there, but I really do think this mississippi state team is a top 25 team and that they're going to show people that, um, in their tournament, they play in the Bahamas this week. So there's a ton of teams in tournaments. Memphis is one of them playing in the NIT season tip off. They've got Virginia tech tomorrow night, and they on on Friday they'll play either Iowa State or Xavier, which will be a a fun one to watch as well. Um, There's so many good games that just – and we're in the middle of rivalry week, college football, and I'm uh, I'm sure we'll dive into that on our second episode of the week uh, more, but there's so many good games. And then you look at my number seven spot, I've got the defending national champions, Baylor, um, I've been really impressed with this Baylor team. They, you know, they, they played Stanford, which I thought Stanford might be able to give them a little test. They didn't. Um, they, they blew Stanford completely out of the water. And obviously Stanford hasn't looked like a really good basketball team this year, but I, I think that, you know, you're, you you're playing an opponent with a name like Stanford. You, you've got to expect, big things from them and Baylor is one of these teams playing in the battle for Atlantis, which may be the best tournament out of all of these. I know you've got, you've got Baylor playing in it. Baylor's playing Arizona state. First off they play, then we've got Auburn and Auburn UConn playing each other. You've got Loyola Chicago and Michigan state playing each other, which will be an insane game. That's going to be a great game. Oh, that's going to be in. I cannot wait to watch that game. That's, tomorrow at noon eastern that'll that's there you go on your lunch break tomorrow check it out yeah uh, that'll be one to watch but i mean syracuse vcu the other two teams here they face off early that's probably the worst matchup of these four but even that being a, their worst matchup says something about how good these other three matchups are but i mean you're looking at potential second round matchup between I'm going to go Loyola, Chicago, and Auburn, which would be insane to watch. Even Michigan State and UConn would be insane to watch. Any of those four teams playing each other will be fun, and then you know potentially meeting Baylor in the title game. Whoever wins that game would be crazy to see. There's there's a bunch of potential there, but at that number eight spot, I've got Houston right now. I think Houston looks like one of the better teams in the nation. We saw them yesterday, just absolutely manhandle whoever they played you remember who they played yesterday miles they played
0: uh, man my brain is my brain's dead oh my gosh uh who who they did play, they they played
1: butler yesterday that's right they yes. played butler yesterday. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. played virginia before that and those two teams aren't bad either um obviously they're not looking too great against uh wisconsin right now but you know this Houston team and obviously there's a lot of subject to change here with these early season basketball game but at number 9 I've got Alabama I think they're the best team in the SEC I love how they look I love how they play I think they're going to be a ton of fun to watch this year In the AP poll they're tied at 10th with Kentucky which is you know it's crazy to see a tie in, a, in any sort of sort of poll but that kind of shows you those are the two top dogs in the SEC yeah and there's I mean there's a ton of great SEC teams after that you've got arkansas you've got tennessee florida mississippi state auburn you've got all these other great teams lsu too there's a bunch of of teams to watch in the sec this year so that's going to be fun to watch and then at number 10 i've got texas obviously they took that loss to gonzaga I still think it's a very very talented chuck a smart team um they're going to be one to watch come march time i don't know if they get further than the sweet 16 um just because I, i'm I'm not a huge fan. They're higher in the AP poll. And before they, they lost that game to Gonzaga, they still had them higher than I did. There's a They're getting more love than I'm willing to give them. Um, I haven't seen anything super impressive from this Texas scene. They'll be one to watch for sure this year. But, I mean, and one team I want to point out here, St. Bonaventure has looked incredible. Yeah, They have looked amazing. I've got them at number 15. Uh, AP's got them. What, what they've got them on 16 something like that they've yeah. got them 16 now yeah i love the saint bonaventure team they've they play to win they look they are so so fun to watch they shoot the ball well and it's just they've they've got a great team around them and i'm really excited to see them throughout this season because they could be a sweet 16 elite eight team the way they play basketball
0: I was just going to say, man, the Bonnies play that tournament winning style basketball where I I don't care where they're seated. You know, as long as they continue to play with this poise, they are going to they're going to roll, man. And they're going to roll over some teams that could be upsets and shockers. Uh, but I, I'm with you, man. I, I think they are going to be fantastic uh, as long as they can keep up this momentum. Uh, and like you were just saying, man, it is fantastic. That all, I mean, it seems like nearly the entire SEC in basketball is competent again, you know, and not just competent. There's a lot of really good teams as we see in your top 25, as well as the AP poll. Uh, It's great that, you know, the SEC is, I mean, obviously they're the king in football, but now they can start challenging, uh, you know, the ACC, the Big Ten, you know, these. Uh, the Big 12 as well. They're they're really right there now. When you talk about um, not just the elite conferences, but elite teams in college basketball, there's so many SEC schools uh, that have finally hit that you know elite playing level and can be put in those conversations. Uh, I mean, including Mississippi State. You know, I I, I know a- the AP's not giving them a lot of love, but you know, you gotta give we gotta give a lot of credit to Ben Howland and and not just, you know, not just us being biased Mississippi State fans. Ben Howland, you know, it his seat wasn't hot, but I feel like it was starting to get warm, especially, you know, after not doing anything after the the uh, uh the loss to Liberty uh in the tournament. But you know, the way he retooled, used the transfer portal, the defense has been completely bolstered up. I mean, he's building a team, and it, it, it's going right off the blueprint of the Alabamas and Arkansas's and the SEC of how to build a winning, winning basketball team.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. This team is so fun to watch. Obviously, I mean, they scored in the transfer portal between Garrison Brooks from UNC, DJ Jeffries from Memphis, Shaquille Moore from NC State, and Rocket Watts from Michigan State. This team has been so, so fun to watch and they i mean they're allowing 52 points a game which is crazy good really yeah. i mean you're scoring 76 points a game allowing 52 it almost reminds me of the virginia type of of teams there because i mean i i wouldn't want to face off against a team that only allows 50 points a game that just that's that's not something you want to you want to go against really so it's right. going to be a ton of fun to watch this Mississippi State team. Obviously, they've got Louisville on Thursday, and then they play either Maryland or Richmond on Saturday, which will be a ton of fun to watch. If you're, you know, if you if you're a big Mississippi State fan listening in, you know, you've got the Egg Bowl Thursday night, and also the Mississippi State Louisville game that'll start probably about third quarter of the Egg Bowl, which is really weird scheduling to me. But um, <laughs> you know that that'll be. That's it. Both of those games should be fun to watch for sure.
0: It should be, man. Uh, it, it's going to be a fantastic week in college hoops. Uh, now, Dave, we got to turn and look to Thursday, the Egg Bowl, of course. And there's another game that day as well. Frankly, I don't, you know what? I love Fresno State this year. We're not going to talk about them, Dave. Thursday Thanksgiving is all about the egg bowl, and obviously this is, I believe, the most anticipated. Uh, I mean, last year was with COVID and everything, and and it seemed like both teams were really just trying to figure themselves out. Now it seems like these teams are are at an elite level, and it to me, teams that are trending in opposite directions, um, and I. I I don't mean in a major way, obviously, because Ole Miss is on a three-game winning streak, including beating Texas A&M two weeks ago. But Mississippi State, it just seems like they are on fire. I mean, you take out that last-second loss to Arkansas, and they have rolled the the last five weeks, including that huge comeback uh, over Auburn. And it feels like the air raid offense has finally taken full form And with this game being in Starkville, we, I mean, Dave, we, we know we've been to the egg, the egg bowl games before. It is going to be a earthquake of sound uh, inside Davis Wade stadium. And just that home field advantage alone, along with everybody not taking the bait when Ole Miss was originally favored, that line has been all the way hammered down to Mississippi state being favored by one and a half here the over unders at sixty two, which is a little shocking. I thought this was going to be a game where we'd see it like, you know, in the seventies, like a a crazy high uh, over under. Uh, which maybe that's Vegas trying to tell us something. But I mean, Dave, before we even talk about players in this game and anything, I mean, this is this is going to be an unbelievable game. Thanksgiving night, Starkville is going to be a party.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be fun. It'll be a lot more fun if they get the victory. Which I think they will against Ole Miss, yeah. all bias put aside. This Mississippi State team has looked really good in recent weeks. Um, if they had a kicker, they would have beaten Arkansas as well, and this game would be um, a lot more interesting because at that point I think they'd be playing for probably a, a New Year's Six bowl spot. Um, yeah. And now it feels like that they could go to, to Ole Miss still, even if they lose. But this, these two teams have been incredibly fun to watch. A lo- Two very explosive offenses. Um, obviously, we've got Matt Corral, who's one of the front runners for the Heisman for Ole Miss, who's had a great year, and then Will Rogers, who's very quietly had an outstanding season as well. Uh, on the Mississippi State side of things, this should be an electric tight game and an electric atmosphere. Obviously, you know, these two teams get chippy every single year, so it will be a ton of fun to watch this one, but I gotta go Mississippi State by a point and a half here. I I would count on them to win this game. I think they'll win it by four points, 35-31 type of game. I wouldn't put – I wouldn't trust Mississippi State's kicker if it came down to it, though. (laughs) So, But I I do like State to take care of business at home, in the Egg Bowl. It's going to be a crazy environment, and Ole Miss is in for a rude awakening, I think.
0: Well, Dave, you know, if if some busts were candy and nuts, the – the Bulldogs may have only lost one game this year. Uh, you look back, I mean, the Memphis loss was obviously horrible. I mean, that was that was a just screw job by the referees. There's no other way to put that. The LSU game, the very you know, the very next week, they were down quickly to LSU, and then all of a sudden they came, you know, running back and only lost that game by three. And then the Alabama loss, that's a obviously legitimate 40 point loss. But the Arkansas loss is well, they played well all the way until the end. You know, I mean, this, and I'm not saying that this team should be a one loss team this year, but, you know, you look at compared to other four loss teams, I mean, Mississippi State's the best four loss team in the nation. And obviously we see that with their ranking. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, They've played well enough all year. Ole Miss, I feel like they hit their stride early in the year, and now they're kind of coming back down to earth. Because you look at, you know, yes, they they've racked up a lot of wins. The Texas A&M win is obviously impressive. But the win over Arkansas, that was before Arkansas, you know, had fallen off and they beat them by one. They beat a Tennessee team by five points. They beat LSU by two touchdowns a loss to auburn a uh was a 13 point win over liberty and then a again you know a two touchdown win over vanderbilt which that should be considered a loss honestly if you don't beat vanderbilt by four touchdowns and you're in the sec but coming to the egg bowl dave i'm with you i like mississippi state by a point and a half here uh i'd I think it's going to be a close game, um, but I, I I think that I think that air raid is going to come alive in Davis Wade and and with you know the thousands upon thousands of cowbells ringing and you know I mean I you know that's that's always a tough spot for Ole Miss to come into and you know I I don't know man I just I have a really really good feeling that the Bulldogs are going to take care of business here.
1: Yeah, I mean, this will definitely be an a, a incredible game to watch on Thanksgiving night, along with that Bills and Saints game. That'll be a fun one, too. But these these two teams, I mean, this is a rivalry game. It doesn't matter how good they are or how bad they are. It's a good game regardless. So I, I would expect it to be incredible to watch. And obviously, the spread is showing. It's going to be a tight one, and I think I think it will be. I like Mississippi State to, to eke out at least a, a, a field goal, three, four-point win. Um I wouldn't take them by much more than that. I wouldn't touch one on alternate line or anything, but I like them to take care of business at home against Ole Miss. And I know Miles, tonight we've got the the college football playoff rankings coming out. What do you what do you think the top four is, is gonna be tonight after oh, some, some payoffs this weekend?
0: God, that's so tough. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, um Georgia and Bama are gonna be one and two um i i don't think there's any any arguing with that
1: uh i don't you, know I, I mean i i think the com- well we know how much the committee loves alabama right we know that we know they love them but this ohio state win man i mean that's could that's what it, i'm could thinking put them above bama i now i'll
0: tell you i if it was my rankings if we're doing my rankings i think ohio state gets in. Uh, above Alabama, I think Ohio State deserves that two spot. But I feel like the AP or not the AP, the the College Football Playoff Committee is going to put Ohio State in that three spot. But you look at Alabama, man, like a seven point win over Arkansas, and that was a you know that was not Alabama's best game of the year. Neither was their game against LSU a few weeks ago. Um, you know, losing to, uh, uh, Texas A&M, uh, they beat down Ole Miss pretty well, but I just, this Bama team is, they're used to being on that Georgia elite level. Like it's Alabama versus everybody. Now they're not. And now they've got a team with Ohio state whose offense looks in my opinion, to be the only one that could test and possibly take down that historically good Georgia defense. I, I like Ohio State at two. Um, I'll put Bama at three. And, and I'll tell you what, man, I've said it for a few weeks. I'm going to say it here. Oklahoma State in the four spot jumps all the way up. I love Oklahoma State. They're going to beat Oklahoma this week, and they're going to beat them by a lot. I,
1: now, is, is, that, is that for your, this week's rankings, or is this your, your final rankings? That, you know what? I'll,
0: I'll say both. I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw it. I know that's a shocking pick. I love this Oklahoma State team, and I think Oklahoma State, while even if they get in at four, they're going to you know George is probably going to take care of business but I think they deserve that spot and I know that's keeping Cincinnati out I'm not putting Cincinnati in my top 4 this week I'm I'm keeping them out I'm having Oklahoma State jump them I I like this Oklahoma State team better than Cincinnati and it it dawned on me this past weekend that if you gave me the choice between them two going in the four spot. And again, we'll see after this week, because Oklahoma State could lay an egg and lose to Oklahoma. But Cincinnati could also lay an egg against East Carolina, who is having a a much better than expected season out in Greenville. I'm just going to throw that out there. And again, I think chaos is, we saw chaos this weekend, and I'm sure it's bound to happen. Oklahoma could beat, Oklahoma state and then there, Oklahoma state's completely done. So I, I don't know, but I, I want to hear yours too, man. I, I want to hear your take on, I guess this week, and then has anything changed for your final four as well?
1: Yeah, I think this week I'm going to have to go Georgia. And I think the committee's going to keep Alabama there, but I agree. I think I would put Ohio state number two, um, But I would I would put Ohio State to the committee's going to put them there either way. I think you've got Ohio State, Alabama at two and three, and I think for this week, it's it's pretty. I I I don't want to overcomplicate things. I think um, you know Cincinnati took care of business against SMU, which would which something we we knew needed to happen. We they needed to blow SMU out of the water. They did just that. Um, Yep, and I think they're going to slide them into the four spot now for for at the end of the season purposes, we've seen chaos ensue. You know, we thought that Utah's going to take care of business against Oregon. They did just that. Um, I think Georgia is going to take care of business against Alabama in the SEC title game. Cause Alabama hasn't looked strong. You, you on that right there. I agree completely. They haven't looked great. And if they look like this against Georgia, they're going to get beaten by 20 points. Um, I don't think they will look like that against Georgia. I think it'll be a little closer, but <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything in this Alabama team that makes me to look at them and go. This is the number two team in the nation, no doubt about it. I think Ohio State looks like that right now. I think that Ohio State's going to finish the season number two. I think Georgia one, Ohio State two, and I think at three, it's going to end up being. This, I mean, this is so tough here. This is not an easy call. It's going to be a close one to watch, but. I like Cincinnati at number 3 right there. I think they're going to get it at the end of the wow. year. Wow. And I I just don't think the committee's going to have any choice but to really yes. It's like I mean they're going to they're going to be there. They like this is going to be a no-brainer, I feel like to to put them there because I mean you look at the teams behind them in last week's rankings and obviously tonight we'll have the new ones, but you've got Oregon who lost. That's so going to move Ohio State up one at least one, maybe not, maybe two. Um, Cincinnati right there at five. You got to move them up. I think at the end of the season, obviously Michigan state done, Michigan will be done after this, after this week. And then you've got Notre Dame and Oklahoma state afterwards. And I just, I don't think Oklahoma state can run the two week gauntlet here and play Oklahoma this weekend and then play either Oklahoma or Baylor next weekend. And take care of business. I just don't, I don't see it happening back to back weeks for this team. I think the big 12 is going to knock themselves out of it. And I think at number four and man, everyone's going to hate this, but I think it's going to end up being Notre Dame at number four. And oh, man, I don't want to see it. I really don't. I would hate to see it. I think it's going to come down to the committee, having a decision between the two loss Alabama team and a one loss Notre Dame team. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them put a two loss Alabama team in the playoff. It really wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think they'll, I don't think they're deserving of it. I think they are one of the best four teams in the nation but I don't think they're deserving of it I think when you look at it and from a Cincinnati perspective and you look at it and you go which of these which of these teams would I think would handle Cincinnati the majority of the time and I think it's pretty simple it's, it's Georgia, Ohio State and Alabama are three better teams that I think would handle them a majority of the time obviously there's probably about 10 or 15 teams that would it would be 50 50 between the two of them and at that point it goes well I mean Cincinnati is unbeaten you've got to put them in over these 10 or 15 teams there and that's why I've got them at two and I think they're gonna have a better resume than Alabama or at three, excuse me, better resume than Alabama at the end of the year. But I think it'll end up being Georgia one, Ohio State two, Cincinnati three, and Notre Dame slash Alabama at four. Because I mean nobody wants to see Notre Dame get walloped right there by Georgia. Right. Cause I think we're in agreement that would happen. Um but I, I just uh, man
0: it's tough it's really tough man and you look at like we're we're looking at um I mean you look at these teams that have a shot of being in the top four this week in the rankings and Michigan like even if we look down the line where we think it's going to end up like there's no way Michigan is there I don't think um I Baylor I don't think will be there Ole Miss obviously no Oregon, we saw that loss, so that's going to drop them to at least, you know, 12, 13 spot, I would imagine, um, with all the other movement. I just, there's something about Cincinnati that I just, I don't know if they totally love this team. And I, I will be upset, though, if Cincinnati doesn't get in um, and. I, I don't know, man, it, it's just such a tough conversation to have because, you know, who deserves it is sort of subjective to everybody who votes on this where it's like, you know, well, was this that good of a win or was this, you know, well, they were low here, but they're, you know, you can only play the schedule that's in front of you. And it's like,
1: you know, yeah, like you said,
0: it's so tough.
1: It's, it's hard. It really is. I think that that. Notre Dame when from a Cincinnati perspective is, is carrying so much weight. Yes. So I think the Notre Dame is going to take care of business to end the season. They're going to end the season with that one loss and that one loss being to Cincinnati. And I think when it's all set and done at the bare minimum, Notre Dame should be five. Um, and that's why, but when you look at Cincinnati, you know, they've got ACU this weekend. And like you said, it's not, just not a sleeper game. They can't get looking ahead of the American conference, American conference championship, but, you know you've got Houston waiting on the horizon there, and that's a, that's a that's a really good Houston team, and they're sitting at number twenty-four in last week's rankings, and they can they're only going to move up after their win over Memphis in convincing fashion on Friday evening, but and they play Connecticut this weekend, and that should be an easy walkaway win for Houston, and it's going to set up with a, a potentially I think will be an eleven and zero Houston or 12-0 and Cincinnati team going up against an 11-1 Houston team, that's going to be a crazy game next weekend. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I think Cincinnati could lose that game. There's no doubt about it. Houston looks good right now, but if they take care of business against Houston, you can't keep them out of the playoff. You just can't do it. I know the committee doesn't want to put a group of five team in there, but they've got them at number five, and you're going to have these teams above them losing. Yeah. And the teams that, that are below them, and I don't hate Oklahoma State this year. I really don't think they're good. I just don't think they make it through um, playing Oklahoma and and Baylor, either Oklahoma twice or Oklahoma and Baylor back-to-back. And I, I just – I don't think they make it through that gauntlet. But if Cincinnati takes care of business, this weekend against ECU and then next weekend against Houston, and all the American Conference champions at 12-0, you cannot keep them out of the playoff.
0: Yeah, I I – I obviously agree with that. I mean, it's, there would be a uproar if, uh, if Cincinnati is, is completely kept out, even, you know, if they boast that, uh, huge record of, of obviously beating Houston. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm so scared because we had loved Cincinnati all year. And now that it's getting real, it's like, oh no, you know, like I've got that feeling of. Oh no! Like something feels like it's going to happen, um, and, and but like you said, you know, all these other teams, you know, that are either ahead of them or even slightly below them look like they're going to lose, and I just, you know, I mean, I look. the The reality is there. There's probably a eight percent chance that Oklahoma State is there at the end of the year. Even probably even less of a chance that they're in the top four tonight. Obviously. Um, but I think they're going to sneak into that five or six spot, the first two out. Um, I just, I, I I feel like they are playing so well. They just shut out Texas Tech, you know, at Texas Tech, which is incredibly impressive. And, you know, I, I, I know they're already favored uh, this week for Bedlam. I, and I think they can, I think they can, they can beat Oklahoma once for sure, I think. I don't know if they can beat them twice, but they they're either going to have to or, or beat Baylor like you said. And then I think it's going to be interesting to see where everything ends up, especially after uh conference championship weekend, which here here's a here's a question, Dave. What happens when Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC Championship?
1: Chaos chaos right <laughs> think the bare minimum chaos i think you've got to put i think that's gonna it's gonna pull vault alabama to the number one spot in the nation um i think it's gonna drop georgia to three i think ohio state's gonna finish the season at two regardless of what happens i think yeah. that ohio state will finish at number two i think georgia will be three and i think cincinnati will be four which will set up that's, I mean, that's a really good four right there. I think, um, I think those three teams above Cincinnati, all of them would knock out since all of them would take down Cincinnati. Um, but I think this Alabama Cincinnati game would be sneaky. Good to watch. I think Cincinnati has a lot of pieces that would exploit where Alabama's not very good. Yeah. And that would be increasingly fun to watch. I really would love it. Um, but I just, I, just don't, I don't see it happening. I don't, I yeah. don't see them taking taken down, but you know, it's, it's crazy to, to say that kind of statement because they're still Alabama. They've still got Nick Saban and all the talent in the world But with how good Georgia has looked, man. we talk about this weekend, week out, it feels yeah. like every single episode, we're talking about how good they are just because they are that good of a team. Well, and you know,
0: above everything. I want a Georgia and Ohio State matchup. I just I have to see that. I don't care if it's the semifinals. Hopefully it's the national championship game. I want to see that Ohio State offense go up against that Georgia defense. I like that I mean that's that's literally it's it's cuz I think Ohio State is the best offense in the country. Georgia no doubt has the best defense in the country. That's what the championship game That's what I want to see in a championship game. I mean, I love these games where it's, you know, crazy scoring down to the end. But this is a true test of, you know, offense and defense. And and, but at some point, I have to see Georgia and Ohio State, both these teams, because I, I think that has all the likelihood of being the game of the year, whether it's semifinals or the final.
1: Yeah, that would mean this this. It's going to be, like, the rest of this football season as a whole is going to be chaotic. It's going to be so fun to watch. And, you know, we'll have all the coverage for you here, breaking everything down as it comes out. And I'm so excited to see the way the committee handles everything tonight. And I feel like every rankings they drop gives us a better idea of what to expect for the rest of the season. And, you know, I would be baffled if they kept Cincinnati out tonight. There's just no way in my mind you can allow Michigan to jump them in the rankings, because I mean, I think that's that's the the most obvious thing that could happen for Cincinnati. There is Michigan after their big win over Maryland jumps Cincinnati, and I just I don't I don't think that that's going to happen.
0: All right, Dave. Before uh, before we give some of our picks out, I want to hit on the NHL really quick. We haven't really updated on the NHL in a bit, and there's been a lot of chaos going on. Uh, shout out my Carolina hurricanes, very happy that they are the uh, top team in the NHL right now. I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Cause I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're at 14, two and one right now, Florida, the surprise team, uh, it's taken about probably eight years of this rebuild and Florida is finally a elite team. Their defense has been elite for a while. They didn't have the scoring. Now they've got it. Washington sitting at 11, three and five right now. They're getting a lot of points with those five overtime losses right there. Uh, but the story in Washington is Ovechkin's journey to try and beat Wayne Gretzky's uh, goal record. And already, uh, already Ovechkin is clearly going crazy this year with 15 goals already. I mean, that's just unbelievably impressive. 15 goals in 19 games is extremely impressive. And talking about impressive offenses, the Calgary flames have been on fire. No pun intended. Uh, Andrew Maggiapani has 15 goals as well. Uh, Elias Lindholm is a plus 18 on the season. Uh, Johnny hockey, Johnny Goudreau is a 14 plus this season. And, you know, the the big standout team so far this year, obviously, the Hurricanes, Florida and Edmonton, the Oilers. Connor McDavid has finally got some sort of goaltending that's keeping them in games. Uh, Both him and Leon Drysaddle are lighting up the scoreboard. Drysaddle has 18 goals, 35 points. McDavid has uh, 12 goals and 32 points. Uh, I mean, it's been unbelievable. And then you look on the goaltending side of things in Toronto, Jack Campbell, the Jack Campbell experiment seems to be working out Uh, who he replaced. Freddie Anderson is now in Carolina. They both have a sub 1.9 goal against average, which is very impressive. Uh, And it, I mean, the NHL has just been on fire right now. And Uh, obviously Friday, there's a lot of great, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, showdown games. Uh, we're getting the, uh, uh, every year we get the Thanksgiving showdown of the Rangers and Bruins on Friday at one o'clock. That'll be on ABC, which is ABC's first, uh, NHL broadcast since the 2004 Stanley cup. Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's fantastic. You know, they, the games on ESPN and TNT have obviously been great, but it is awesome uh, that they're going to put this game on ABC. I mean, it was always on NBC, but this feels like a you know true showcase uh, at one o'clock on Friday afternoon. Hurricanes are playing the Flyers as well at three thirty. The Blues and Blackhawks that bitter rivalry is uh, going on at three thirty. That's going to be on ESPN as well. Uh, you look down the list; it, it, it's going to be a great day in hockey on Friday Uh, and then into the weekend as well. The Oilers and Golden Knights Saturday night. That's going to be a fantastic matchup in Vegas. Uh, And then we move to Sunday, the Capitals and Hurricanes who have faced each other in the playoffs the last few years. And those are just, again, a bitter rivalry. Then the Battle of New York in MSG, the Islanders at the Rangers uh, Sunday night. Uh, I believe that's going to be a TNT game. I'm not sure. I know the NHL network has it as well. Uh, and then a rematch of the 2011 Stanley cup final, the Canucks and Bruins as the nightcap on Sunday. So a lot of great stuff going on in the NHL right now. Uh, I know, uh, we're all busy watching basketball, but there's a lot of great hockey on as well. Uh, and it's it's again, it's been a great season so far. And and a lot of teams, just like the NBA, where we're seeing the rejuvenation of the Bulls and the Knicks, a lot of teams have finally overcome that rebuilding phase in the NHL. So it, it, it feels like, you know, back to the times where we when we grew up, Dave, watching, uh, you know, the old, old Lakers and Celtics games. And, uh, the old bulls games and, and Knicks games, uh, it's the same thing in the NHL right now. So it's, it's kind of nostalgic and in the best way possible. Uh, and, you know, speaking of the NBA, the NBA is going to be fantastic this week, Dave, uh, you look ahead. I mean, your, uh, Celtics are hosting the nets tomorrow night. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, the bulls are at the Rockets, and I can't believe the Rockets are one in, in 16. Like that's that doesn't even sound right to me, Dave.
1: This Rockets team is awful. Like they're they so bad. bad. And it's 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 rebuilding for them, obviously. It looks like they're gonna be um heading towards a possession of a of a top three pick once again. But I mean they they are just they, they go in. And they allow teams to put up eighteen zero runs against them on a regular basis, and it's just not pretty for, for basketball for Houston Rocket fans this season.
0: Terrible. Uh, but Friday we've got a matchup of the Bucks and Nuggets, uh, and the Warriors and Trailblazers. That those should be uh, pretty fun games to pay attention to. And into the weekend, uh, Knicks and Hawks. A little uh, playoff uh rematch uh it would seem and then the Suns in the nets saturday night is gonna be absolutely exciting so i i'm really really excited uh i mean like we said it's gonna be a great week in sports uh but you know dave i mean what, what are you before we get it throw a couple picks out what are you most looking forward to this week as we head into thanksgiving obviously you know uh it's it's great holiday and being able to see family and everybody but you know Sports-wise, it's it's going to be a great week.
1: Oh, yeah. Obviously, rivalry week in college football will be insane. But, I mean, these, these early season college basketball tournaments are going to provide some incredible matchups. And that's probably what I'm most excited for as a whole right there. It's just this college basketball slate this week is unbelievable. I mean, these games are going to be some potential Final Four matchups between – quite a few different teams and quite a few tournaments. And obviously as the tournaments go on, stay tuned to the bucket sports app for all of our picks there. But I mean, it's, it's going to be incredible to watch. I cannot wait to see it.
0: All right, Dave, I'm going to throw out a quick little can't lose parlay uh, that is over the next, next few days. And I'm going to start in college basketball tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday, Michigan, uh, is playing Tarleton. I believe, uh, I believe that's their name. Yes. Tarleton. Uh, there's no line out on this game yet. I don't care what it is. I'm taking Michigan, whatever the spread is. This Tarleton team is horrendous. Uh, they are her. I mean, they're terrible. They they're averaging 57 points a game. Um, they, I mean, they they just can't they can't win a game. Kansas killed them a few weeks ago. Uh, they they're just a really bad team. I love Michigan in that spot as well. Wednesday night, the Hurricanes are playing in Seattle. Uh, the Kraken have struggled lately. They're not getting the goaltending they need. Freddie Anderson will be back in goal for the Hurricanes. The only injury right now for the Hurricanes. Is not even an injury. It's Ethan Bear, uh, uh, the defender, and he's out with COVID, but he could be available for that. Uh, I'm taking Hurricanes minus one and a half. Uh, you 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 should get pretty good value on that, even as bad as the Kraken are. Uh, love the Hurricanes minus one and a half, and then in the NBA on Wednesday night, I love. And I hate to do it because Dave's going to kill me that I'm going to jinx him. I love Boston here. Um, I think this is a great spot for the Celtics. I'm going to take Celtics money line. Um, I don't think we have a line out on that game just yet, but uh, I'm going to take the Celtics money line, whatever uh, it turns out to be. And then I'm going to take the Warriors. uh I'll, you know what? No, let's go risky. Let's let's boost that money up. I'll go whatever the spread for the Warriors game turns out to be. I'm going to take that. So we got Warriors spread Celtics money line Hurricanes minus a goal and a half and Michigan, uh, whatever spread Vegas decides to churn out. So there you go. That is my can't lose parlay for the next couple of days. Dave, who do you like? Where is your money going these next few
1: days? Yeah, there's a couple of great ones here. I'm gonna really uh, just touch on the ones tonight, tomorrow, and into third into Thanksgiving Thursday. But tonight the Blazers at home over the Nuggets. I love them by six and a half here. It looks like the Blazers are starting to turn things around, um, which they really should be doing. I mean, this Blazers team um trying to get back ahead of things here. I and mean, they've won three straight. I like them to make it four tonight. I like them by six and a half. Over the Denver Nuggets moving on. Um, it's only gonna be a three-leg. Can't lose parlay here. I know it's not nothing, nothing crazy, but the goal here not to lose. I like Dallas by seven and a half over the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they take care of business in that one. Uh, I think the Cowboys behind Dak, you know, they should revitalize this offense. Kind of had an off week last week um, on short rest, heading back into it at home. On Thanksgiving, it should be a great atmosphere there for them. Um, And I like them by 7.5, may buy a half point or a full point there, make it 6.5 or 7. Actually, I mean, for the parlay's stake, let's just go ahead and make sure we don't lose by a half a point here. We'll make it 6.5 in that one. So Dallas by 6.5. And And then in the night cap, I have not liked the way the Buffalo Bills have looked recently. Um, It's kind of a cause for alarm for them. Um, This is a huge bounce-back spot for them. But I'm going with New Orleans at home on Thanksgiving night. Uh, home teams on Thanksgiving typically do pretty well, um, especially if you're giving them plus six. I'll take them there. You may buy a point there and make it plus seven, but I'll take them at six. I think they, they at least keep this a field goal, a four-point game. Um, if not, win it out, right? And that's my three-leg parlay there. Blazers by six-and-a-half tonight dallas by six and a half on thursday in the nfl and new orleans plus six also in the nfl on thanksgiving night there's a lot of fun going on and then if you're really looking for some value i'm not going to touch them just because that just all right they always lose when i do but maybe throw a Mississippi state money line on top of that as well that should be a fun one to watch
0: why not man hail state right uh it's going to be a great week in sports. Dave, this was a great episode, and we will be back later this week to break down a fantastic college football weekend ahead, including the big Michigan State versus Ohio State matchup, which, again, depending on the outcome of that game, it could be haywire. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting week and into an exciting weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Safe travels enjoy the food. Dave, before we go, your favorite dish at Thanksgiving?
1: Mac and cheese. It's Absolutely. Gotta, it's gotta gotta go with the mac and cheese. You can't go wrong with it there. And there's always, at Thanksgiving, there's always this Oreo chocolate pie that always hits Ooh. different. I'm not a big pecan pie guy. Well, hopefully our listeners don't crucify me there. I'm not a huge pecan guy in general, but the Oreo pie is always there at, at, at our Thanksgiving, and I I love it so much, but you can never go wrong with mac and cheese and me. I know Patriot defensive end Matthew Judon came out today. He's having a stellar season, but he came out today and said he hates mac and cheese. And It's just kind of a, Ooh. I don't know how you hate mac and cheese. I really don't get it, but oh man, I love me some mac and cheese. You got me hungry now, Miles.
0: I know, man. It's about dinner time anyways. <laughs> I am too. I'm with you, man. And I'll tell you this. I know Thanksgiving is all about the turkey. Give me ham any day. No, Over I the turkey,
1: that one. I love I love ham
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. We're we uh we should eat really well and and watch our watch our Mississippi State Bulldogs. Hopefully, uh hopefully get that golden egg trophy back, uh to Starkville to its rightful owner. All right, have a great Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. We appreciate your support and listening every single week. Uh, our listenership we continue to have a great listenership and we can't thank you enough for that. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for having a great co-host as well. And Dave, and please, uh, you want me to be thankful even more? Please follow us on the book at sports app at faded sports, Pickem. them uh, thankful for Trent for a great app and giving us picks to fade all the time. In that right, Dave. <laughs>
1: You know, I feel like whenever I'm the one that fades him, it's the one he wins. But <laughs> uh, he's provided great content on TikTok, of course, and, and other platforms as well. But he's really built a great thing there with the Bucket Sports app. Very, very exciting.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Faded Sports Pick'Em for Tuesday, November 23rd. We'll talk to you later this week. Happy Thanksgiving. A clear, a
1: clear white moon warmer G
0: was on the streets Trying to consume some skirts for the e. So I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no.